0: This is the Combined Effort Podcast, sponsored by Electro Savings Credit Union, where our business is your business. Check out their small business program at electrosavings.com. Also, would you like to regain some energy, lose some weight, improve your libido? The National Rejuvenation Centers of St. Louis are here to help. Their doctors specialize in treating low hormone levels to make you feel young again. Schedule a free consultation. Go to nrcenters.com or call 314-764-2114. New show coming up. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Combined Effort Podcast, as we got a little traffic going outside the apartment here in Soulard in St. Louis. Uh, with me tonight, via half a continent away, again, we're changing things up here a little bit. We're going to talk about an industry that's coming into Illinois here at the new year. I have Sheena Hickerson. How are you tonight, Sheena?
1: Doing well. Don't good. have snow, so that's good.
0: That is a good thing up there. You guys freak out at about an inch of snow the whole city shuts down
1: the whole city shuts down and forgets how to drive when there's rain and it rains eight months a year.
0: Well, St. Louis is that way too. You get a drizzle and it's, it's panic panic. (laughs) Well, let's get into the industry that's coming to Illinois after the new year. Sheena, what's your position? Uh,
1: so I have just accepted a position as the, uh, sales manager for Botanica Portland, which is an edibles company.
0: I gotcha. How long have you been in the, uh, the, the edibles cannabis, the kind of, uh, industry.
1: So I've been in the cannabis industry for four and a half years, um, including working in a dispensary, opening a brand new dispensary, and doing sales for a couple of companies.
0: Gotcha. And you're moving into a managerial role. Um, typically, you know, before the new gig and what you expect to do on the new gig, what what's your average day going to look like?
1: Um. So I have the luxury of not having to go into work until nine a.m. That's a win. <laughs> uh, that is a win, um, but that's because most of my stores are not open until nine or ten in the morning, um, gotcha. is and that then feeding, we'll,
0: kind of feeding the clientele, or is that just you know how the business is? Or um,
1: it's some some parts of it's the clientele. Uh, there are a few stores that open at seven a, seven a.m., which is what um, legally is the earliest we can open out here. Um, those stores are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a lot of business with like the third shifters and people that are just up super early that want to pop in for a quick treat for the day or their medicine for the day.
0: Gotcha. And, and you said medicine. We'll get to that part later. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? What's something interesting about you know your new company, the industry that you're in that that the average person really really doesn't know about the, the edible dispensary like world.
1: Um. So one thing about edibles is there are dosages. Uh, and you should absolutely take care of that. Um, Like trying to learn your dosage is a big part of it. Uh, Most of us have had an experience, if we've had edibles that are homemade where it didn't go well, you felt panicky, um, you felt like you just had too much. Um, So now we have dosages. Uh, Most people, we recommend you start with a five milligram dose, which is a very nice small amount to get most people started. And then just kind of ramp up from there to see what works best for you. I was going to ask, um, is it
0: kind of a, a trial and error? Is is there something you can have guidance guidance in, uh, you know, how does, how does one figure that out?
1: The very beginning, it's a little bit of trial and error. Uh, I, like I said, I tell people to start with five milligrams and go from there. Uh, cause you can always have more, but you can never have less. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing to remember though, if you have an experience where maybe you've had too many edibles You start to get that um, panicky feeling, Uh, 10 minutes of exercise seems like it's something you can't really accomplish, but if you do, it helps your body just kind of metabolize that faster, so that Mm. can help you. I myself have done that on numerous occasions. Uh, I was running around Providence Park where the Timbers play at 1130 Mm -hmm. at night because I took about two and a half times my normal dose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was an accident. That's a pretty good jog too man yeah <laughs> um you know nationwide we're seeing it illinois is a case missouri I, I think past medicinal um it, yeah. it's you're seeing kind of the 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 taboo the the legal you know red tape being pulled back bit by bit um what do you see in the next five years of of the cannabis edible industry what does the next five years look like for this
1: um, so the cannabis industry overall, I think in the next five years, what we're going to see is, um, I strongly believe that whoever wins the next presidential election will win with a, uh, portion of their votes being people who say this person, this candidate is pro cannabis and is looking at federal legalization as a, uh, reliable way for us to up our tax revenue and to create more, um, income across the country and c- create more jobs across the country. So mm-hmm. I think. I anticipate federal legalization in the next five years. Uh, It's going to be sticky. It's going to be messy. But we already have a lot of states that have been operating uh, very well. Oregon, California just had their uh, program go recreational this year. Um, Washington's been doing a stellar job. Colorado's been killing it for years. So I think we're going to see a federal legalization happen because over half the U.S., um, half the states in the U S have some sort of legalization already in place, whether it's medicinal or recreational.
0: Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned revenue. Um, it, it's a little different doing business with, with a product that's, that's not legal federally. Um, it's legal at the right. state. It, how does that affect how uh, a dispensary or uh, an edible store, how does that affect how you guys do business? Uh,
1: We are mostly a cash business. Um, There, I know in Oregon is one credit union that has, I believe, four branches that works with the majority of the cannabis industry in the state Mm -hmm. uh, because they charge us a significant amount of money to have a bank account. They do quarterly audits with us. It's a lot of paperwork. Um, a lot of, you know, checks and balances to make sure everything we're doing is legal. Um, there's a lot of money to be made there. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody that works or knows a bank lobbyist <laughs> that can maybe <laughs> help with federal legalization, uh, yeah. there, that there's a there's a huge opportunity for these banks uh, to to get more revenue into their streams because you know we've had bailouts in the past. This is something we could come for. Uh, we can move towards to help stop the bailouts and just get them a new revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, most places don't accept any form of uh, debit or credit card. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a dispensary, be prepared with cash ahead of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen almost that, everyone will have an ATM.
0: Is that due to uh, like, interstate commerce laws? Where, where's that, you know, cash-based business come from?
1: Uh, the banks cannot be insured federally for cash from uh, cannabis companies because it is still a federally illegal product.
0: Gotcha. So, so, so using a, a debit card at a place like this might be illegal.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've had numerous friends get their personal bank accounts closed from cashing checks from their cannabis companies. Hmm. So, uh-huh. um, so I've been very fortunate. If you're going to work in the cannabis industry, I highly recommend going to a credit union.
0: Gotcha. we're sponsored by electro savings credit Union. Crazy. There you Look go. That. Look at that. <laughs> um, you know, let's find out more about you now. Um, besides, besides, you know, selling weed, what else do you, what else do you do? Where else can we find you, Sheena?
1: Um, I am usually running around bringing people treats and candies and baked goods that, um, I just like to cook for people. Um, I spend a lot of time, uh, supporting a lot of, uh, LGBTQ, um, organizations and events. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, just kind of run around and go to concerts, lots of comedy shows.
0: What Um, was the uh, best comedian you've seen lately?
1: The best one. Well, I got to give some props to my friend, uh, Drew Morgan with the well-read comedy tour. Uh, Mm -hmm. they were hilarious. Uh, he tours with Trey Crowder. Um, and, uh, the Cho, <laughs> Corey Forrester, really? uh, the three of them are hilarious. They wrote a book and everything. Um, Drew and I used to go to college together. But aside from that, they put on a fantastic show. I highly recommend seeing them.
0: Gotcha. And best concert you've been to lately?
1: Oh, gosh. I got to see Radiohead a couple years ago um, here at the um, – it's called the Moda Center now, but it used to be called the Rose Garden. Mm-hmm. And – they played creep for the first time in ages. And it was absolutely amazing.
0: Everything you dreamed of.
1: Uh, and more.
0: <laughs> what, in, uh, in your cannabis and, and edible sales, what was the best moment in your career?
1: Um, I actually was running a dispensary and um, someone came in. And when she realized who I was and where I used to work, she was like, oh, my gosh, you have a reputation. Oh no! And I was like, "What do you mean I have a reputation? Be, I mean, I Let's know be I'm... fair.
0: You've always had a reputation. Let's. <laughs> this let's is true. this <laughs> uh,
1: But this time, I had a reputation for being one of the most professional people in the industry.
0: That's impressive. Good and
1: for you. that was for cannabis. Um, we've we've had a rocky start with the professionalism. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of people who came from the black market, they kept their own timeline. They're like, "Ah, I'll show up whenever I show up." Um, and things have been a little uh, fuzzy around what qualifies as being a professional person in this industry. And so I really strive to kind of set the standard and to find out that someone knew me, knew of me because I set a standard was phenomenal.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. And just having that name out there. Um, what's been, what was the most challenging moment?
1: Um. <laughs> starting a dispensary for a company that had never, uh, for people who had never worked in retail ever in their lives. So is this kind of someone
0: wanted to, wanted to own the business had never been a part of the business and said, Hey, Sheena, we, we open this for us. Uh, Tell us about this.
1: um, I was doing sales for their farm and um, they said when they, when they hired me, they said, we want to look at opening a dispensary. Uh, So they asked me for my input and Finally, everything came together and within two months of getting the license, we had the store remodeled and we pushed through to get open very quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, they relied on me heavily to create the all the SOPs, create everything for the store except for the aesthetic. And um, they so had not really...
0: This is my baby.
1: baby. I was living in this place. I literally... Went to New York with my friends for, uh, to visit a friend who was doing grad school there, came back from New York and we opened like a week and a half later.
0: That's fun. (laughs) Um,
1: yeah. Get off the plane, grab the keys and go. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, you know, feel out where the owners, they told me they wanted to be there a lot. They told me that they wanted to be hands on that they were looking to me to teach them how to guide a team because they had never done these kind of things before. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, it all kind of fell apart. Really?
0: Um,
1: They didn't believe they thought that I was too strict because I created a set of guidelines and policies that would protect us Mm -hmm. as a business, protect us as employees um, and just trying to do things the most professional way possible. And when I, tried to actually follow those policies that we all agreed to they Mm -hmm. said I was mean
0: oh well (laughs) you guys hired me for a reason you know
1: (laughs) right I was like well, yeah
0: (laughs) so um yeah that was
1: that was the hardest part
0: was there a moment where you said you know this this is not for me I mean you you bake on the side for fun um it sounds like this is your racket uh but was there a moment where you said you know "I, I can't do this I need to go do something else
1: uh, yeah, after that dispensary, I did. I took some time and stepped away because it was just, it broke my heart the way things ended there. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched something that I build and to be fair, we went from under $50,000 in our first month to $150,000 and by our third or fourth month. Uh, in, Big jump. It, huge jump in revenue. That is very unheard of for our industry to be as uh, saturated um, as it is right now. There's way too many dispensaries (laughs) uh, Um, in the state of Oregon right now. So for us to make that big of a, of a wave in the industry was huge. And I was practically living there. So um, I did, I took some time away and I was like, do I want to really give this much of myself to another company? And so I stepped away and sold cars for a while.
0: Gotcha. I've been there been
1: there yeah um what
0: <laughs> you're, you're you're still in the industry now um you went back to it mm-hmm. has there been a moment that kind of redeemed that doubt that you had that you know glad I came back this really is for me have you had a moment like that
1: uh, yeah I have um I was talking to some people about consulting for them and um had reached out to a few people and they numerous ones of them are like why have you stepped away from the industry and just tried to be a consultant and to be called out by people that I highly respect in the industry for for just trying to stay behind the scenes was um that was very eye-opening to me. And I was like, no, you're right. Someone mm-hmm. needed to say this to me, to my face.
0: And you talked about, you know, selling things at a farm, selling cars. What jobs not in in this industry have you had that, you know, a little bit of here, a little bit of there has helped you succeed in this industry?
1: Bartending. Bartending and, and service, um, you know, I worked at Nordstrom too. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of retail and customer facing positions has helped me immensely. Um, I know how to read people pretty well by this point um, and to be able to help guide people um, towards products that they want products that I know will do well for them. And, um, and then being able to step into their stores and say, okay, let me teach your team how to sell these products. Um, I learned that from being a corporate trainer for Applebee's and for, you know, training other people at Texas roadhouse, all these other places I've worked at. Mm -hmm. So honestly, like working as a server and a bartender taught me way more than every other job that I have.
0: I gotcha. Um, I'm going to ask you to write three different sticky notes. It's just going to be a phrase that you're going to say to yourself. Um, What do you want to say to yourself when you started from now? What sticky note would you leave on that desk for Sheena four years ago?
1: Always look at the contract before you sign it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We won't go into that story. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot to that one.
1: Uh, Yeah. Always look at the contract before you sign it and make sure that there's appropriate training for any new position.
0: Gotcha. Um, In that moment that you walked away, what would you want to say to yourself then?
1: Uh, take some time to center yourself and then come back to it because you know, you love it.
0: That's good stuff. That's always, that's pretty powerful. Um, what do you want to say to yourself in 10 years?
1: You cut out there.
0: Sorry about that. What do you want to say to yourself in 10 years?
1: I hope you save some of that money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. That's about it. <laughs> make sure <laughs> make sure that you're saving um, accordingly because you don't want to be working for someone else your whole life.
0: Yeah, it's easier said than done. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so ideally, you you want your own chain or your own store or.
1: Um, I, I would. What I would like to do is, um, and something I do a little bit on this side right now is, I have a little bit of consulting that I do, and I secret shop dispensaries. Oh. Yeah,
0: that's fun.
1: That's, that's pretty entertaining. actually, um, I choose for my secret shoppers. I try to aim for medical patients Mm -hmm. because they get some free medicine out of the deal and I get some good feedback
0: from them. Gotcha. That's, that's pretty cool. If you could ask a question of anyone dead or alive, anyone, what would it be?
1: Um, (laughs) I would ask my grandmother about her childhood. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to spend enough time talking about that so
0: a different different era for sure yeah for sure Um, what product or service did you think of first that's now a big thing
1: oh goodness there's probably a million of them uh i i recall saying something about um private personal shopping and sending people stuff and then they sending me stuff back so all of those clothing boxes that you can get where you like choose out what you want and pay for those and then ship everything back. I had an idea like that a long time ago that now I'm like, man, that's a real thing now.
0: <laughs> All the dispensaries <laughs> I could own if I had the money from that. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with everything coming up into Illinois, coming up here soon with the new year, um, you, you said the market up there is saturated what should someone that that is you know in in into cannabis into edibles what should someone look at at the store to know it's a quality store like you know if you walk into you know a business like a restaurant it's dirty you see a rat run across the floor obviously you don't want to eat there um mm-hmm. what should a customer look for in a store when choosing what their store is going to be
1: um It's not so much visuals you want. Well, obviously you want the place to be clean, but you want to look to see that they have a variety of products from different growers, uh, edibles, producers, vape cartridges. Um, There are brands that are going to be operating in Illinois that are already seen in other States. Um, So you want to look for brands that um, you either, we we have a really unique opportunity to speak with our dollar when it comes to the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. So, supporting brands that um that you believe in uh which will take a little bit of time to do the research i understand that um another thing when you're looking at flower um your follow your nose um your nose will always tell you whether or not you will like the effects that some uh some strains offer um and by flower you know that's our we use that as a terminology for the for the smokable plant itself Mm -hmm. um is it, it just, just
0: you're, you'll are you just naturally be drawn to it? Or absolutely, it...
1: yeah. So if you smell something and you're like, oh, that doesn't smell appealing to me, that's your body's way of letting you know that you're not going to like the effects of that. So like um, people will complain about a diesel strain makes them anxious. Mm-hmm. Chances are when they smell that diesel strain, their nose is letting them know that that's not something they want to smoke.
0: And it's going to be different for everyone, I'm assuming.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a case by case basis. Um, ask your bud tenders. Um, ask <laughs> the staff there. Uh, yeah, they're called bud tenders. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we missed an opportunity opportunity to also call them budristas, but bud tenders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you still can. Bud tender
1: works. You still can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the. Um, you want to do that uh, when you're looking at the flower itself. If you see anything that looks uh, white and powdery on it, don't smoke it. Sounds that's that's powdery do. <laughs> that's advice. not, that is bad. Um, ask if they have test results and pesticide testing. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't actually want to see it, cause you don't know what you're looking at. As long as they have it, they're willing to show it to you. Um, then that's that means okay. they generally have everything that they need Um for safety precautions.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, if you're looking at a cartridge, uh, have them or do it yourself. Pick up the cartridge, kind of shake it around a little bit. There's an air bubble that's always in there. If that air bubble moves, it has a cutting agent in it. Please don't smoke that.
0: What do you that's mean by cutting agent? You.
1: Um, like a like a <laughs> vegetable glycerin, coconut oil, something like that that's in there. So you're not just getting cannabis oil; you're smoking other things
0: as well. Gotcha, and that's bad.
1: Uh, it's you're paying. You're not paying for uh, the pro- You're not paying for the pure product that you think you're paying for. It's I uh, gotcha. quote unquote stepped on <laughs> a little bit. Okay, <laughs> I guess is the way to think of it. I gotcha. Um, that also, you know, these black market cartridges that have caused the health issues from people. When you see those cartridges that, um, if it looks like a cereal box or something like that, that you're buying from someone that you, that added you on Facebook, Mm -hmm. don't smoke that. That's got bad stuff in it.
0: There's a reason they're selling it to you on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone makes a trip from St. Louis to Portland, it's about a four hour flight. If you want to go been there a few times, uh, yeah, uh, how would where would they find you? How can they do business with your company if they're looking to uh, to up their trip a little bit?
1: So um, our products, uh, I the company I work for, we sell Moxie's mints and Journeyman's edibles, which have uh, I highly recommend the uh, Couch Potato chocolates. They're uh, chocolate with crumbled potato chips in it. They're phenomenal. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, you know, you can find us on Instagram on I believe it's Mr. Moxie. Um, for the mints and, um, my personal Instagram for my cannabis products, uh, for my cannabis stuff is Gonja squirrel. Cause it was funny.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, uh, we are in a lot of different dispensaries. So the easiest way to look for us is to go, um, online to leafly, um, leafly or weed maps. Those are the two biggest ones to find stuff that's in, uh, dispensaries around the area mm-hmm. and just kind of search for us. Okay. Um, I believe our website also has a list of our partners, but we are in uh, Washington. We are also partnered in California. We're, uh, I believe, partnered in Colorado, and we'll be working on
0: uh, a few other states going forward. So, if you're traveling west, take a, what was that website again?
1: Uh, I believe it's moxiesmints.com.
0: Okay, Google it.
1: M O X E Y. Uh, cause, mm. <laughs> um, there's a couple of different ways you can spell moxies.
0: Yeah. Just Googling people. It's easy to yeah. do. Um, Sheena, thanks. I hope, uh, our listeners learned a lot about what's coming to Illinois here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I, I learned a lot about this industry. Uh, it's great talking to you again. It's been a couple of years. I owe you lunch. Yeah. I think you bought me lunch last time. So next time we're in the loo or <laughs> I'm up there, we'll, we'll sort that out. Um, thank you again. Is, is there anything else you want to say to the people of Illinois? Um, you know, before the party gets started on, on January 1st.
1: Yeah. If you start with a good quality product, then you won't have to fight for customers later on. So um, <laughs> if you start out with your products um, as clean and free of pesticides, or have an issue with testing down the line and testing is where a lot of the money gets sunk into Uh, and can be a uh, big burden on a new company if if you fail
0: testing so be good to your customers do things the right way to start off the bat Um, pretty much it just like any other business you're starting starting out with well sheena once again thank you so much jumping on the combined effort podcast also thank you to our sponsors electro savings credit union where our business is your business and the national rejuvenation centers of st louis look better feel better be healthier thanks again sheena Thanks again for listening. You guys have a great day, night, week, whatever, whenever you listen to this. Thanks again. (laughs)
1: Have a good one.